this person came to me so amazing, just wanted to really become more intuitively connected, but they were very adamant that they weren't creative at all. And in fact, growing up in their household, it was like a slur word if you were creative or if you were an artist. So there were really deep reasons as to why they were really rejecting that. Um, But I knew that if I could get them over the hump of like letting go, like you said, then it would open up a new part of them that they were craving deeply. You know, we all crave expression and creativity in one way or another. Right. Um, And so what I got them to do was just to hold on to a piece of black charcoal. And I put a huge piece of paper on a table and I said, just put it down, right? Make a marks down. Yeah. Yeah. And so they just started sort of scribbling back and forth and had a big emotional release. And that one step led to them actually being an award-winning photographer, multiple (laughs) traveling shows being flown out by, um, lens companies and just having it a career, a creative career, writing a book about it. Like, so so much is waiting for us on the other side of that one step of getting over the idea that you have to be a creative, you have to be an artist in order to express yourself. Rachel Archelaus is back. I'm so excited to have her. Rachel experiences life as a multi-dimensional being. She has seen and interacted with the non-physical world since her childhood and continues to have a rich experience of different beings, star systems, and energies. She is the founder of the Intuitive Art Academy, of which I am a student, which teaches people how to have a two-way conversation with their higher selves through color. The Intuitive The Certified Intuitive Artist Program helps healers, therapists, and coaches to create a lucrative and impactful business using intuitive art. Welcome to the Create Happy Now podcast, dedicated to helping you start your journey to discover true happiness. Join me, your host, Susan Blanton, weekly as we explore the transformation stories and words of wisdom from our Masters of Happiness with tips you can start applying today to create happy now. Rachel, I I want to talk about how people can really use expressing themselves in an art and not, not mean being artist, but doing a craft or doing uh, just doodles, just um, letting go of that idea that you have to be an artist in order to express yourself on paper, on a canvas or a sculpture or, you know, whatever it is. Um, And I mean, you're the expert in intuitive art. um, And I, and I want to get your, uh, I want you to let everybody know that this is just an amazing way to tap into that part of you that has been suppressed for so long and that it's very therapeutic. It's very releasing. It's, it's, and, and I know that you've had a lot of experience with that and your clients. And so I thought we'd talk about that. Yeah, that's a great topic. And for people who can make the leap from 
feeling like, oh, I'm not an artist, I'm not creative, to like actually being able to let go and express themselves. It it's such a you're reclaiming a part of yourself that you probably lost in like second grade art class when you decided, <laughs> oh my God, I can't do this. This isn't for me. Cause that's usually where people lose it. You know, when we're kids, we're scribbling all over the place, we're doodling, we're, you know, drawing the monsters, we're drawing our families and it doesn't look anything like the real thing, but that doesn't matter. You're having fun. You're using your imagination. But as yeah. adults, it's really more about letting the higher mind, your higher self, your big multidimensional energy just flow through you. Like it's not about creating something that you're going to want to hang up. It's about the process. So if you mm -hmm. can switch from thinking that it's about the product to the process yeah. and just find the relaxation in that. You can even close your eyes. You can crumple it up before you open your eyes, right? Like there's a lot of ways to ease into it, but it is so life enhancing to just be able to get over the hump of I'm not creative. I'm not an artist because those aren't even relevant. Well, I'm telling you, like I, <laughs> well, I am an artist but I, if I don't see it, I can't draw a stick figure. <laughs> so it's like, I can duplicate what I see and put it on paper. But when it comes to, you know, just doing it off my mind, I, I, I struggle with that. Um, and, but now I'm really into, okay, I'm trying to get away from realism and getting into just being an expression even if it's not anything that I hang on the wall or get commissioned to do obviously but like a journal like it's almost like just having something to just doodle and draw and just you know and nobody has to see it you shut it up in a book and <laughs> it's just you and your book you know like a diary it's it's more of like um an art diary I guess um, is, is well, that's one a way. great analogy. Yeah. Because if you think about it, when you're journaling, you're not like expecting yourself to write a beautifully edited novel. Right. You're just throwing things out there, right? You're just getting what's on the inside out and you could do the same thing with, with drawing. Yeah. And I think even if you did co combine it, um, like have a, a sketchbook that where you can write stuff put in in the in the margins or doodle or or do your little uh quotes and things and ideas interlaced with what you're drawing you know um oh, well my daily alignment journal I created this it yeah. has it has all of that it has place for art it has a place for reflections and do's and all that so yeah you can Nobody's definitely combine looking. them <laughs> and nobody's looking right yeah nobody's looking yeah so can you tell me a little bit of some transformations that you've experienced with folks who you've worked with them and that you know thought oh I need to be an artist to do this first and but then you know once the they get over that the floodgates start to come out yeah, there's this one client in particular who, now, if you're coming to me as, you know, a coach or facilitator teacher, you're creative, right? Yeah, like, yeah. You, I cannot attract anyone who's not creative. So 
This person came to me so amazing, just wanted to really become more intuitively connected, but they were very adamant that they weren't creative at all. And in fact, growing up in their household, it was like a slur word if you were creative or if you were an artist. So there were really deep reasons as to why they were really rejecting that. Um, But I knew that if I could get them over the hump of like letting go, like you said, then it would open up a new part of them that they were craving deeply. You know, we all crave expression and creativity in one way or another. Right. Um, And so what I got them to do was just to hold on to a piece of black charcoal. And I put a huge piece of paper on a table and I said, just put it down, right? Make the marks down. Yeah. Yeah. And so they just started sort of scribbling back and forth and had a big emotional release. And that one step led to them actually being an award-winning photographer, (laughs) multiple traveling shows being flown out by, um, lens companies and just having it a career, a creative career, writing a book about it. Like, so, so much is waiting for us on the other side of that one step of getting over the idea that you have to be a creative, you have to be an artist in order to express yourself. I think also, well, I I know myself, if I've gone for a period of time without creating something, I feel kind of stuffed up. I don't know how to explain it. Like I feel I'll start to get a little cranky (laughs) and and I think that's that's so true you know it's it's almost like getting bottled up and you you can't it's like someone telling you can't talk you can't talk you know and you're just like but I need to express myself I need to have my voice well I think that's how drawing and creating um if you're not allowed to do that um because we're not all perfect speakers or writers but we do it anyway so why not draw right um I know that um I feel that's where I'm kind of like pinched is where I feel like I need to be um perfect in making a realism and I need to let go and just and just go, you know, and, and let it flow and not worry about it looking like anything. Cause I'm used to things. Everything I do is going to hang on the wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, um, you know, just getting used to not doing that and letting it be more expressive and more of who I am rather than trying to be, draw something that is already there. You know, it's, drawing something that's coming out of me right and yeah and it can take a while to find your style too you know I do both as well I'm an abstract expressionist artist I've done book covers and illustrated books and done art shows and sold paintings and stuff but I also do process art which is where I'm just talking to my higher self so yeah when you're switching styles from realism, if you're actually an artist, you know, already, like 
it can take a while, right? But you can mm -hmm. paint over canvas and you can get a new piece of paper and you can just play around and see like, oh, these shapes keep coming up for me. I must, this must be like really inherently what I want to create, what I want to express with. So yeah, I think it's a, it's a fantastic thing to just let yourself experiment too. Exactly. And I think too, um, knowing the things that you can do help the creative juices flow. Um, like for, for instance, when I've learned, um, just like different types of, it's called like Zendangles or Zendoodles, I, you know, I, I don't know if it's a coin term or you have to be careful of like using that as a trademark or something, but what it is essentially is just creating a pattern, much like what you might see in a mandala you know, it's like maybe circles or squiggles or, you know, a, a weave of some sort. The more you learn, the more you can be creative. You know, you say, oh, I'm going to try that kind of design. And then it, not that you have to be an artist, but you can go, okay, well, I'm going to squiggle my, my pencil that way for a while. And, oh, that kind of feels good. I like how that is. That's kind of fun. I'm, you know, I'm losing myself in it, you know? And the other thing that I also wanted to talk about is how meditative this process can be. And I'm not talking about just being an artist and, and painting something that's going to be hung on the wall. I'm talking about the expressive artists, uh, the art of uh, expressive um, drawing or painting or just marking uh, how that might even differ. Cause you've done both, how that might even differ for you um, to, to calm your mind and to um, get in that, to that deeper meditative state than say traditional meditation. I mean, I think everyone's going to have their own experience with like what meditation works best for them, mm -hmm. but it's all really just giving over to your higher mind instead of your lower mind. It's your we're all big multidimensional beings. We're part of source, right? We have, if you want to look at it like a soul, higher self sort of thing, like, and the lower mind lives here and it's only interested in what it already knows, right? Like right. it's a calculator. Yeah. And so it can show you like, oh, put the shadow here or like mm -hmm. put the leaf there, but it has nothing to do with your creative flow or your allowing or your feeling good. Um, we open the valve to that higher connection. Anytime we are doing something creative or meditating or dancing, writing, right? Like when we're expressing, when we're letting that energy flow and we can feel it. Right. And so it's really beneficial and not only that, but you're being active in it, right? Like, so meditation is much more passive usually. And, mm -hmm. but if you're actively engaging in your higher connection, you can have thoughts pop into your mind, like epiphanies, you can feel your body actually relax. And, you know, that changes your internal chemistry. Like it's, it's so beneficial beyond even comprehension you know, we don't even know how consciousness works yet in science. And yeah, so yeah. we're really on the frontier of all of the science of this. And I think that's really fascinating, but you can benefit from it regardless of whether we know everything. Absolutely. And I think that, that there, I, I want to 
encourage people to try different things. Um, there's more than one way to be creative. There's, uh, well, there's painting, there's drawing and there's, um, sculpting or whatever. I mean, you know, repurposing furniture, you know, um, but there's also writing or, um, or singing, dancing. I mean, it's all just, just don't try to conform to what is expected to be pretty or beautiful. It's just an expression of you. And you can, you can dance by yourself in the dark if you want to, or you can sing in the shower, um, but just do it, you know, or sing in the car or um, it just express yourself more and more fully as much as you can, whether you kind of be a, a closet expression expressor or feel like you can, um, you know, more and more be more out, you know, let that, personal expression because it is personal it's it's hard to express yourself and then let everybody see it see see you singing off key or singing you uh you, you know or maybe you're, you don't feel like what you just made is is very pretty or whatever but it's an expression of you and it it's a process that was fun and and therapeutic and releasing Yeah. And it's just for you, like you're saying. Yeah. I know in the age of social media, a lot of people think they have to broadcast everything that they're doing. Mm -hmm. You don't. Nope. Mm -hmm. You're still entitled to your own private life. And if that means like doing something in the dark, so you can't even see it, that's fine. If that just means shutting your book when you're done drawing in it, that's fine too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, um, what are some of the things that you're, you're doing now? Um, are you creating anything new with your business? Yeah, actually. So it's sort of funny. So I used to teach a program called work your purpose, mm -hmm. which is all about sort of like living on brand, like being aligned and utilizing your soul gifts and talents, right. To make a living. Mm -hmm. And this year I've noticed a lot of people moving away from wanting to work and not in the sense of like, they don't want to put any effort into the world, but they just, that word is really triggering for a lot of people right now. Cause we've, we've evolved. We know we can do exactly what we love and be supported. And so I'm combining my intuitive art certification, which helps people communicate with their higher selves. Right. And this idea of like creating a per uh, paradise here on this planet. And so yes. now I'm doing, it's called live your paradise. Oh, I love that. I know. So it's like learning the skills of, of communicating and embodying your higher self. And then like six months of coaching and implementing and growing that life that you are so excited about. That's like totally authentic to you. And I think a lot of what comes up probably is fear um, or feeling inadequate in being going in a different direction or feeling like you're an imposter or, you know, cause you're just new at it. 
um, or you're going to get judgment from, you know, your, your circle, your, your tribe, your community, your family, your culture, whatever, you know, when you decide to go into a different direction, then everybody kind of thinks you should go. And then you're like, nah, it just doesn't align with me anymore. I want to go this direction. And you're going to get all sorts of people going, no, what are you doing? You know, that, that's not going to sustain you. That's not going to, that's not a good idea. Um, I know because I grew up with everybody staying in the same company for, you know, 30 to 40 years. And I'm just, I'm not that way. And they also stayed in the same town and I, you know, took off. So, um, but I think more and more people now are, trying to like figure out well who am I um and what do I want what do I really want Mm -hmm. to do and yeah I uh, think it's getting harder and harder not only emotionally but like actually to live that stable life that we saw modeled growing up because it doesn't really exist anymore you know like Mm -hmm. Climate change is all over the place, but also corporations are all over the place and there's really no job security. There's no like corporation loyalty anymore. There's no pensions. And so we really need to know, like, how do we create something on our own or know we can if we are in a corporate job and happy, but like, what if something happens? You know, it's so good to know how to create your own life and your own abundance because it's like, it's very difficult to live on this planet without that. And I think, you know, what we've, what the whole world went through um, with the the virus that we all exactly. endured, um, we've just got to embrace change. We've got to embrace um, life can pivot at any moment. Um, there's nothing that you can solely depend on the only thing that we really can depend on as as much as we possible is ourselves um to validate ourselves to nurture ourselves to fill our own cup right um if we're going to be compassionate and and help others we can't give with an empty cup And so filling it, no matter what, I mean, that comes first and then you can handle change. If, if, you know, someone leaves or your company lets you go, or all of a sudden you've got to move to a different, you know, town or state or country, um, you're, you're going to be able to bend and flow and, and and handle it be a little bit more resilient i think that's i think that's just super important important for everybody to prepare themselves to be more and more resilient um by not um trying to just get over stuff but just embracing the change yeah and being confident in yourself that you can adapt and you can find the new opportunities you know because you're consciously aligning to them yeah, exactly. And I also think that sometimes when things don't go the way you want them, um, instead of going, 
oh no, that didn't go right. And go, you know, maybe I wasn't supposed to go that way. Maybe it's time to go a different way. Maybe, or maybe that was going to be a bad choice to begin with. And it's a good thing that something kind of blocked me from it. Um, that maybe I should just kind of look around for clues of where I should go next. And I think that's what's so important about intuitive drawing is because when you get in touch with your intuitive side of things, and not only are you drawing intuitively, you're going to catch intuitive impulses, clues, all the breadcrumbs that the, the universe gives us when we know what we really want, how we want to feel in life. And it's going to go, oh, you need to go do this, or you need to talk to this person, or you need to try this. Definitely. Yeah. Living intuitively is just another way to always have things work out for you, right? Like if you can hear those cues and they've done uh, psychological studies on this, the people who are optimistic, they get more out of life because they see the opportunities. And so mm -hmm. if you have that belief in yourself, like I'm tuned in, I'm going to catch things. Things are coming my way. That's what's going to happen for you. Absolutely. I, you know, I worked for Amazon for a while and I remember whenever there was something that went wrong or maybe there was something you didn't get or yours, you have a challenge. They called it opportunities instead. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, and I liked how that they, they reframed that. So it didn't seem daunting. It was like, oh, this is an opportunity to learn. This is opportunity to try something new. This is an opportunity to, uh, you know, just do something different, learn and explore and grow. Um, and I think that's a great way to look at every obstacle in our life as an opportunity um, that, oh gosh, you know, maybe this bad thing happened. Well, maybe I was supposed to learn something from that. And never make yourself wrong, you know, like don't beat yourself up about anything because that's just moving you in the opposite direction of where you want to go. You know, you're here now, where do you want to go next? And then just look in that direction. Yeah, because whatever you've done in life led you to right here and now, mm -hmm. right? Um, so your program, can you tell us a little bit more about what's involved? Yeah, so you took the intuitive art certification. So mm -hmm. it's that, but it's a condensed version. We're doing it live over three days, which is going to oh, nice. be really, really fun. And um, of course there's replays, you know, people want to spread it out, but we've never done that. And that's going to be just really powerful and exciting. And then it includes six months in my group coaching, which is just really about like, how do you put into practice this idea of living intuitively? Like, how does it work for you? How do you get better at it? How do you know what to do? Um, how do you build up your sense of self so that other people's opinions don't cut you off guard, right? Like there's a lot of changing, you know, like we're really changing and evolving into beings that are leveraging this higher dimensional energy. I know that sounds like totally out there and woo woo, but like we live it every day, regardless of whether we acknowledge it. So may as well take advantage of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's really just like learning the skills of communicating and embodying your higher self and then living it and doing it and seeing your world change. 
Yeah. And, and I, you know, and, and I was speaking with one of my clients and I, you know, I said, what's super important is to focus on what's going right uh, rather than what's going wrong. I mean, if something does go wrong, go, hmm, that just happened. Well, at least it wasn't this, you know, or I have this still, you know, or whatever you can spin on it that is positive about that. Um, and because I think that whatever you're focusing on, then the universe goes, oh, you did that. You reacted that way. Well, I'll give you more to react that way. And you could go the opposite way. If you're constantly focused on what's going wrong, it gives you more wrong things. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like some people have like a little cloud over their head. Um, and I noticed it in my life because I, I used to complain and then I just stopped complaining. Um, especially about like specific relationships. I, I, I didn't let anybody know anything else because I, I, I focused it, the issue with that person and the difference between the two relationships that I had when I complained about and one I didn't <laughs> um, was night and day. And, and I, and I, I noticed this. And so then I started implementing it in everything and noticed that there was a, a big difference. You get, you attract more good coming through, or you're even noticing the, the positive in the negative. Have you experienced that as well? Absolutely. Yeah, of course, because we create how we feel, right? And if we're focusing on the negative things enough to where, you know, we have thoughts about it, we're spewing it out of our mouths, right? Then we're just going to create more to complain about. And yeah, if you can focus on the positive, you're going to get more to appreciate. And that's, it's so simple. And I wish, I wish we all like took that to heart, but the world would be such a better place but I think also like we're all in our own journey it's totally okay you're never doing anything wrong but if you want to feel better and if you want your life to be better yeah it's as easy as that feel better focus on the positive and and I know like there are times where you can still get depressed or sad um or you fall back into the old um emotional habit or you might get triggered by something that you didn't realize was still there that um kind of came out of the blue at least you can go okay that just happened and I'm gonna let myself feel this way not fight it and not beat yourself up for it because you're on your your journey that you can still be okay and be human and feel it and go okay this is this this will pass this let me go journal. <laughs> yeah, I love moments like that because I want to know what my baggage is. I don't want to be carrying around resentments and things that can trigger me, you know, because yeah. so often we, we don't know what we have inside until something mm-hmm. happens and we're triggered and we're, we're upset. We're dysregulated. We're mad. And so if I can, right, like you're saying, take a pause and just mm-hmm. be like, okay, wow, this happened. I'm really not feeling good right now. Yeah. And, but the door has been open. There's light on it, right? I'm feeling Mm -hmm. it. I'm aware of it. And so then, yeah, I can 
leave it behind. And whether I need to process that a bit or not, it doesn't really matter. But like, you have the information, you can drop the baggage and be like, oh, I'm, I've moved on from that. I, that was my old reaction. That's not really how I feel now. So I'm going to let the emotion play out, fizzle out and then move on. Right. Right. Or, or just explore it. Um, like why I've noticed, like I have one of mine that keeps coming up even just little things. And I thought I had pretty much got most of them out of my system. <laughs> and then it came up and I'm like, why did, why did diet, you know what I mean? I tried to kind of reverse engineer where it came from. And, and I, I just, now the, it came up again. And I just laughed, you know, because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I see you're testing me to see if I'm still <laughs> triggered by that. Um, and realize you know, it's, it, it's, it's part of self-love and self-soothing to go, you know, it's okay. I mean, um, it's, it's just something that we went through and it's still kind of there and you just go, okay, I see you. And, and that happened and it's okay. And you don't need to react that way anymore. Or if you want a different spin on it, um, how would I like for it to play out if it happens again? You know, I think being aware, super aware of everything, um, to know how you tick is, is super important to just navigate in life. The better, you know, yourself, the better you can go through the, the tough waters, you know? Yeah. And the more confident you'll be about making decisions, right? Like I think for most of us, we want more than we have right now, right? We want more experiences. We want more abundance. We want more love. And that's often going to require a lot of self-confidence to be able to let those bigger things in Mm because they're going to feel a little scary. But if you know you can deal with things, if, you know, things take a turn or you get triggered by something, if you have confidence in yourself and moving through that, you're going to, you're going to be on fire. You know, you're just going to have the best life. Yeah, absolutely. What now, what were some of the things that you went through in getting to where you are today and and learning how to, I wouldn't say, well, maybe master um, your intuition. I mean, it's a never ending, Mm -hmm. you know, journey to, to master your intuition, but um, what, what was the switch for you? Like what was, or I don't know if it was necessarily a switch or a longer journey, but um, what brought you to the intuitive space of intuitive art and all that? You know, I would have answered this differently a couple of years ago, yeah. but in the last year and a half, I've realized that I'm autistic, ADHD, and more than likely PDA, which is like, it's, technically pathological demand avoidance. Okay. All that that means, all those things is that I was a, I've always had a very stubborn personality when it came to authority, like school and jobs. And I wanted to be the best employee, the best student, the best, you know, daughter. Yeah. But there are things inside of me that rebel against a lot of things. And there are times when I just cannot do what you asked me to do. And it's not even conscious. Like 
I had a job many years ago and I just could not wake up on time for more than a week. I was like, I don't drink. I go to bed early. I was trying to explain to my boss, like, it's not me. I swear to God, it's just, and my, I've always done things like I've walked out of work. I've, you know, I quit high school at 16. I almost uh, tried to drop out of second grade. Like it's just been all my life. And so I didn't know that there were actual terms to describe this. I never got therapy for it. never got treatment, never went on medication. I'm still not. But what I'm saying is like, I had no choice but to listen to my intuition or I would be homeless and unemployed. Like that's what happens to people like this who are untreated. Mm -hmm. And so I had to listen to my intuition to create any kind of life or any kind of success because that's the only place that I work. I cannot function in a society that's built for like doing the same thing every day and having some authority. Yeah. I knew very early on I had to work for myself. And even in working for myself, I change things up all the time. I have freedom. I don't have a schedule. I do what I feel like doing. And that, there you go. Like that's how I'm. That's how I have been too. I mean, (laughs) I mean, I've been like nodding the whole time because I'm like, (laughs) me too, me too, me too, me too, me too. Because, you know, I grew up being told, you know, best thing to do is do what you're told and be a good girl and do the right thing and, and follow the rules. And I'm just like, I just, I just fly under the radar, you know, oh, my parents don't know I'm doing this, but they still think I'm a good girl, you know, um, I was a closet bad girl and a good girl in front of everybody else. And, um, and, and I'm, I'm trying to marry the two a little bit so that I can be like a little bit of both, um, and be just more, you know, what, yeah, I, I know I definitely have ADHD. I mean, I'm just all over the place. Um, my, my thoughts and, you know, what I want to do and I've got all these ideas and I'm trying to channel in to make it get a little bit more of a focus, but my days are just whatever I want to do when I want to do it. But I think that's the definition of abundance mm-hmm. is to be able to do whatever you want to do when you want to do it and experience and enjoy life as it comes and be in the moment and you know just let let it's it's just easier to let life flow than trying to be I don't I don't like I mean I'm trying to be on time but I'm not always anymore <laughs> as good as it as I used to um because I'm letting myself be more free um and I, I definitely feel like that that I think that was what, you know, what you experienced, I think that's also a huge act of self-love because had you not done that, you know, you would have not been, um, a successful and, and happy, you know, it, you were out of alignment. And I think when you found your alignment, then that's when you flourish. I mean, the thing that I always knew was that how I feel matters, Feeling good matters to me. And if what someone is telling me doesn't feel good, I cannot do it. I just can't. I've never been able to override myself for a long period of time. And so 
that's the, my saving grace is like, I've, I am intuitively connected and I have lived to the best of my ability in harmony with myself. And even if that didn't look like that to the rest of the world, that's exactly what I was doing. So did you get yeah. a lot of pushback from? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, my grandpa called me stupid when I was 16 and I dropped out of school and like, um, people just thought I was, people always saw my potential, which I think was hard for them because they saw my potential, but then they saw me making decisions contrary to what they thought I should do to live that potential. Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, we were talking earlier about like sort of being the black sheep. I think like sometimes you have to be the weirdo before you're the genius. You know what I mean? Like how many people out there were like that? Yeah. That just, they, they went, in the left field they went into left field i'm like "Mm, boy you know look at them go they're not gonna they're gonna do very well but then they end up doing better than everybody that they left behind exactly yeah i love talking to parents of high schoolers who are worried about their kids they're going in this direction and maybe they are autistic you know and like having to find their own path. I always love to assure parents, like support your child in the best way that you can. Don't force them to be what you think they need to be, like Mm -hmm. support them in living their own dreams, their own life. Even if that means doing something you wouldn't want them to do, obviously that's not harmful to them. Right. Um, And they will turn out okay. Like Mm -hmm. they just need more support than the world is giving them right now. You know, Well, to be accepted. Yeah as a being mm-hmm. instead of the role that they should you know wear yeah you know I mean just I think we need to get to the age where we're being instead of doing and playing a role you yeah. know we're we're playing like I think what I experienced you know, my, my, my family was all here, here's the track you got to go, you know, graduate from high school, get good grades and honors in college and you get married and you have kids and, you know, yeah. So I did all that. I'm like, mm, you know, like where's the happiness at the end of this rainbow? There wasn't any. And I just felt like it was better off to just cut the cord all together and and start and start over and and everybody (laughs) I really went into left field um and it it wasn't met with very much um you know not much acceptance there and but I also grew so much more Mm-hmm. I, and I, I was, I was going from being the, the, the trophy daughter and the trophy wife and, you know, the, the stay at home mom that did, um, you know, was the girl scout leader. I mean, I was trying to, I, I mean, whatever role they told me to do, I did it to the nines. And then when they're like, well, what do you want to do? I didn't know. I lost me I wasn't being I was playing a role roles and I didn't know who I was anymore I had lost 
that. And I didn't know what I wanted. And I had to go like down to the to scratch nothing to go, okay, well, all right, I've stripped all of that away. Now what? What mm-hmm. do I want now? And um, and I'm finally, you know, feeling like, okay, I'm I'm being I'm, I'm okay to be just be Susan. And and that's kind of why I started the create happy now and and um you know want to have everybody learn from people like you on the show to like just let go like let go and just do what you want to do and 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 let it be okay and and learn to be brave and learn to be confident and um, just come into your own and that's where I think playing with your intuition is crucial yeah because even if you feel disconnected you're never disconnected truly right you just need to start looking in the right direction which is back inside of you instead of outside for validation yeah and it does take some time right you probably found like maybe little tiny things you know got your curiosity and you went in a direction it's not like I'm disconnected to like full on joy and purpose sometimes, but usually it's a slower process and you just need to sort of date yourself again, see what you're into, you know? So another thing that I've been talking a lot about or list, or I guess not talking about, but um, learning about um, in more of a conscious way is attachments, attachments to outcomes. Mm-hmm. Um, because if we're consciously attached to an outcome, then our intuition can't flow. Do you? Yeah, we're we're receiving through that filter, right? So we're mm-hmm. we're distorting our own intuition, right? Yeah, right. And yeah, so the biggest thing you can think about is how you feel is what the outcome will be. If you are super excited about an idea, then you know, okay, that's the direction to go because I'm going to love that outcome. I'm going to love it so much. And if you're just like, eh, I don't know, it's really not that lined up for you yet. It could develop Mm -hmm. into that, but keep going in the best feeling direction and there your outcome is guaranteed. Yeah, I don't know if you are familiar with... um... Uh, this channel, uh, Bashar, who's, yeah. Okay. Um, he's, for those of you guys don't know, um, he's channeled by Daryl Anka. And, um, I learned a lot from him and just some philosophies and he basically just, you know, follow your bliss, follow what just knocks your sock off, you know, just, your socks, <laughs> not your socks off. What really you just are really passionate about. And sometimes it takes a while to figure out what that is, especially if you're just now going, okay, now I'm going to figure out. Like, that's what I was struggling with because I had played so many roles instead of playing Susan. Now I was in a candy store. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I don't know what flavor I like, <laughs> you know? Um, so you, it's okay to, to try a few things out to see what your, 
what really grabs you and what just delights you and and fills your heart and and creates more curiosity. I want to do more of this. I want to try more of this and 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 let it feed on that and let your intuition go, hey, I think maybe you should try this. I think this would be fun, you know? And then once you kind of marry your your intuition on this journey and let them kind of go, I think you're going to really like this. Let's try this. And, and then you're, you're going to be led towards your passion faster if you start to integrate with your intuition. Yeah. One of the things I really loved about Bashar was he was talking about excitement is the full package, right? Mm -hmm. It's the direction, but it's also giving you the energy to take the first step, the second step, right? Because a lot of people are so tired and burnt out they don't know what they want and they don't have the energy to do it. Mm-hmm. But yet, like you're saying, if you can find something, even curiosity, which is just like sort of the first step, there's energy given to you in that so that you do have the energy to move forward, take the step, keep going. And so I love Bashar. Yeah, I haven't thought about Bashar in a long time. I know. And um, and I think too, when you have locked into that passion, I mean, there's always some things that kind of like there's a there's always a cog in the wheel at some point but you're more willing to get through it mm-hmm. and get over it and go okay that was not a big deal instead of well that's just it I'm, I'm not going to go after it now passion is strong enough you don't care about the little hiccups that come along you know it, it's it's almost like those become not even a a big deal. You're like, oh, well, that just happened. Oh, well, instead of, no, I'm not going to do this anymore. You know? So, and I think it's, sometimes you won't find your passion until you're in your forties or fifties or sixties. I mean, it doesn't really matter how old you are. I mean, I think you're super lucky if you find your passion at very young in life. Um, I'm kind of jealous of both and have done that. Um, but I think it's okay to explore until something hits and don't feel like don't beat yourself up because you haven't found it yet or you're just still, you know, playing the field right now and just, you know, tra- trying this career or trying that career or, or, this hobby or this hobby or you know just keep trying until something hits you and I think one thing that really sort of oh jams the gears in the beginning is people are looking for the one thing that's going to sustain them for the rest of their lives it's going to be monetizable and will give them retirement like take the pressure off right like relax. Everything's going to work out. You can change passions. You can change anything. Like just think about it as like, you're swinging from one rope to the next, you know, like this is not, you're not making a decision that's going to have to carry you for the rest of your life. Just go with what feels good because it's not even what you're doing. It's how you're feeling. So if you can feel good, let your feelings move you from one thing to the next. That's way more important. That's the skill you want to develop. Because what you do is going to change no matter what. Even if you have one singular passion for the rest of your life, you're not going to do the same thing with it every single day. 
Right. No. And, and the thing is, I think it's kind of boring if you feel like the one thing is going to be it for forever. Um, I mean, unless you found your passion and that's what you want to do. I mean, then, then go, you know, let go, go for that, do it, you know, to, to, uh, you know, make it an amazing experience. But if, if you don't have that, that's okay too. You know, just try all the flavors in the ice cream store. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, that's fun too. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, you might narrow it down to a few flavors, right. Instead of just the one and living with the one, the rest of your life. Um, I'd rather have options. <laughs> well, uh, the ADHD in us definitely. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <for sure>. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like a blessing and a curse at the same time. Um, I, I kind of like, sometimes I have find comfort in my ADHD. I don't know if you feel that way sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I don't get, I, I don't get bored because I'm constantly going off and doing this or that. Um, do you find that way too? I mean, what, yeah. how have you navigated your ADHD? Cause I know a lot of people struggle with it and have gone undiagnosed. I mean, myself, my son, my son that got diagnosed, but he still struggles with it, but, um, I was kind of a functioning ADHD person. So I'm either all over the place or hyper-focused. Mm -hmm. Same. Yeah. And I think when I had to, when I had to be in a job, it was the most difficult because I wasn't the one setting what work I had to do or the deadlines. Now, in the beginning of those jobs, I was the best at it that there had ever been because I was so into it, so mm -hmm. hyper-focused on it, right? Improving all this, everything yeah. that needed improving. But then when I lost it, right? When I lost the dopamine hit from that work, yes, I was so slow and like everything changed. And so and they're like, what happened to you? Like you were so turnover. great. Yeah. I would just, I would just leave and move on to the next thing. I know I, I had a lot of jobs. I was a temp for a while, which was great for me because Isn't that great. Yeah. yeah okay. So I always found ways to make it work, but I do love it in my own work and my personal life because there's always new, exciting things to discover. I'm usually really good at things at the start. So I can accomplish a lot. Um, I do accomplish a lot of things because I can move on and like come back. And so I've just, you know, found a rhythm of life that works for me. But it is, I will say, sometimes frustrating that my form of ADHD, I just always am like trying on new careers. So like if I hear about a career I've never heard about before, I'm always like, oh, I wonder if I want to do that. You know, I'm always like, interested in what everyone's doing like oh do I want to be a lawyer do I want to be a financial planner do I want to be a social worker like <laughs> oh yeah you just want to try all the flavors but then you're like but then you play it out and go mm, yeah no, no, no. and then you try mm, like you don't want to waste your time mm -hmm. um going in that direction because what if it doesn't work out you know that yeah. that plagues me it plagues my son too sometimes too but um but I I try to see well what's the 
what's the common denominator of the things that attract me and what what do I constantly think about all the time like what is what do I want to do and and for me no matter what I'm doing if I'm listening to somebody or if I'm reading something I'm like hmm how can I let other people know about this great information? <laughs> like mm. everybody needs to know this. This is awesome. Um, and so that's when I decided that I, I wanted to really broadcast, you know, everybody's genius and um, to, to how to be happier and more fulfilled and live more purposefully and let go of the have to have to and just um be go in the direction you know march to the beat of your own drum and and it's not easy but the more you get used to it the easier it gets yeah and you know looking at the thread in your life is exactly what saves me too it's just like i have a really strong central like ethic you know and I talk about the same things all the time and I have since I was a little kid and as long as I'm playing in that vein I feel really centered I also rely on my higher self of like okay if I go in this direction what does it look like or I do the little yes no of like is this the most beneficial thing for me that saves me a lot of time do you do like some pendulum at all or uh I just do it internally but same you know same thing with all of those Mm -hmm. I just ask um the question in my head and if I get an opening feeling or a warmth Mm -hmm. it's a yes if I get like a tightening or a closing feeling it's a no and then sometimes it's neutral where I don't feel anything at all and then I can go either way that's and I'm sure that's sometimes confusing because I know what you're talking about um and and you're also trying to differentiate it from your brain too. Like, is that a fear that's coming up or is it, or, or not, you know, especially when you feel that tense, you know, is that something that my, my soul is like, yes, you need to do it. But your brain's like, no, you'll get hurt. <laughs> I always know how, like, I'm really confident in my yes, no abilities and there are definitely times where I have a fear, but it's a yes, but usually I still feel the yes on the outskirts of the fear. Like, so the fear will be a tight chest, but I'll feel the yes. And then I'll know, okay, it's a yes, but anyway, so let me calibrate this. Let me soothe myself. You know, how can I dampen this fear and see if it would be worth it to keep going? Because sometimes you want to move through the fear and then sometimes you don't, sometimes it's not worth it, Mm -hmm. you know, because if you move through the fear, you're more than likely going to have a bumpy ride. You know, is there a way that you can have an easier ride by waiting or by soothing, right? Or by negotiating, right? Yeah. So I always yeah. try to tip, find the easiest. toe in at first instead of diving in. Yeah. 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 W- waiting in instead of jumping in. <laughs> very hard for me to do. I'm a jumper, but yeah, it can be done. I think it depends on what it is and how far it, the change is from what you're accustomed to. Um, sometimes you're thrown into it and you have someone's just tossing you into the water mm-hmm. and you just got to deal with it. But sometimes it can be a choice of whether you just want to jump in 
where you're like, I just feel more like waiting this time. I think it just depends on the, the risk that you are feeling at the time. If you're like, you know what, I don't, I don't care. Like this is the, the, the benefit is going to outweigh the risk. Um, so I'm going to do it anyway. But if the risk is kind of like, ah, it's a little bit bigger than the, the benefit, but you still know that the benefit is pretty good, but you just want to, I'm not as good at this as I am ready to do. So I need to kind of practice until I kind of get there. And then, then I'm, then I, then I'm there. Um, I think it just, you just have to weigh which is best for you at the time. Um, or just have somebody throw me in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we can do a lot. We can prepave the energy so that it's mm. more conducive for us going in full force. You know, you can imagine what you want to happen. You can imagine a smooth transaction. Um, that goes a long way in, you know, preparing you, right? If you create the energy out here that you're stepping into, it feels just like you're stepping into a warm bath, you know, instead of like an ice cold ice bath. So I like to, I like to work with the energy before I, you know, get there physically, because it really can just make life so much easier. Yes, absolutely. Well, Rachel, it's always been a pleasure having you come on to my podcast and um, I'll definitely have you as a regular because I just love, um, you know, the, the, the common thread that we have and we just um, have a, a lot of experiences that are similar. And I think there's a lot of people out there that can relate. Um, and uh, so I always enjoy you um, coming on. Do, is there a, a link I can give everybody if they want to try out your program? Or yeah, do you have a certain time art. that this is coming out? Uh, intuitiveart.com. Everything's there. Our free class is there. The information on the program's there. So yeah, go explore. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And um, is there anything else that you would like to let the listeners know? Any last words of wisdom or? Yeah. How you feel matters, how you feel matters and treat yourself well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Be your own best friend. Be, be your own nurturer. Yeah. yeah. You know, being selfful is not selfish, I think. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's where the really good stuff happens. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Create Happy Now podcast. Please be sure to subscribe. And if you are watching on YouTube, hit that notification bell. If you have a topic to suggest, please leave a comment below. Catch the Create Happy Now podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Audible, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Listen Notes, and Podchaser. Check out other YouTube videos on the Create Happy Now YouTube channel. And if you want more, check down below for resources, courses, and events, or go to www.createhappynow.com.